I want to read a scripture to you, <clears throat> and it's actually found in um, Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. It says this, and I want to read the whole thing because the whole thing's good. <laughs> but I want to park on verse 10, but I want to read the whole thing because I want you to really let this minister to you. Ephesians 2, 1. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So let that sink in for a minute. Sometimes we get so high and mighty and so heavenly minded that we forget where we were and what he brought us from. Amen? But verse 4 says this, listen, but God, (laughs) who, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we, I want you to really hear this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If that's not good news, if that doesn't make you want to shout, if that doesn't make you want to just like run around your house and say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what. When I think about his hand upon my life and your life, when I think about the mercy of God, I go back to what we started out talking about this week is that Humpty Dumpty syndrome, feeling like, yes, I'm saved. God rescued me, but I'm still broken. Because if you know Humpty Dumpty's story, he's broken. 
<laughs> no one could put him back together again. He is a constant state of brokenness. And that is how identity, that's how we know him by. And I just want to say that's not your story. Because right here in Ephesians 2, we were once broken, but through Jesus, we have been made whole. And he is continuing to form you. You're his workmanship created in Christ for good works. His hand is on you. And if God's hand is on you. Who can be against you? I think of the woman who the religious people brought to Jesus to shame her and to condemn her and begin to talk about what she did, her brokenness, her past. And Jesus said these words to them. He said, if any of you are without sin, then throw the first stone. And this is powerful because it doesn't mean that we stay in our place of our past and what we've done, but we should never be so like I'm so there, like the religious people, right? They felt like they were like at this level of like, I can accuse people, I'm, I'm all good, but guess what? It's not you. That's what the scripture said. It says, for grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. You didn't save yourself. So never forget that there was a time when you were like Humpty Dumpty, <laughs> that you were broken, but that is the powerful testimony of God's mercy and grace in your life. Listen, Jesus told these men, if you're without sin, then throw the first stone. And they, they couldn't say anything. And he said these words to the woman. He said, your faith has made you whole. Go and sin no more. And he said, where are your accusers now? For some of you, you want to live in this life that Jesus has made for you to be whole in him, but there's an accuser. As the Bible calls him, the accuser of the brethren. He's constantly accusing you. For some of you, it's like a constant, like daily but can I just let you know that because of the cross he has been silenced in your life he has been silenced in your life in fact right now I just feel the need to pray for someone who just feels like the accuser is always reminding you you once were Humpty Dumpty. You once were broken. You were once 
were in a sinful life. You once were this. You once were that. The devil is a liar. Through Christ, you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved. You have been put back together. You've been redeemed by the blood. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I shut up the mouth of the enemy over your life. I rebuke every lie that he is feeding you right now. And I pray that your mind would be renewed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. I am who he says I am. Yesterday, I was letting you know you got to recognize who said that. And if it doesn't line up with what God says about you, it's a lie. So stop believing it. And live from this place of victory. You're God's workmanship. So I wanna I wanna leave you with this. We're hitting workmanship. We're the master's peace. <laughs> We've been created in Christ for good works. Now, catch this, which God prepared beforehand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you, God. You see, because he had a plan for you before you. He had a plan for you before you. And so... What's so powerful about this is that you have a destiny in God to walk in it. Walk in that. You're not your past. You're not the label that they've slapped on you in this world. That's not who you are. So, but what we walk in that. Well, that's just how I am, or that's just how my family is, or that's just what I know, or that's how I wait. You have a new bloodline. You're a son. You're a daughter of the king. I guarantee you, Queen Elizabeth knows who she is. She walks around that palace knowing who she is in her bloodline. And nobody can tell her anything different. If you try to tell her anything different, I'm sure she would give you choice words. Yet you have the royal blood of Jesus in you because of the promise that God gave us, his son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Do you not know you now? Been infused with his blood. It's no longer you that live, but Christ that lives in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. He's in me. He's in me. Ooh. And I'm his workmanship, being formed and fashioned in the master's hand. You are the master's piece.
You're the vessel. That he has prepared to be used for his glory. I want to just encourage you. Sometimes when we hear these words, we think to ourselves, that's really good, but sometimes I still fall. Sometimes I still mess up. Sometimes I make mistakes. We all do. We all do. You know what is the glue (laughs) to keep you together? (laughs) There's two things, obedience and repentance. Obedience and repentance. We're reminded in scriptures that those who keep my commandments, those are the ones I love. See, that's the glue that keeps you from falling, that keeps you from stumbling. His commandments, his word, the very thing that he is putting in his masterpiece is the very thing that keeps you. It keeps you. And repentance. Repentance literally means to turn away from. It's to recognize, you know what? I'm going that wrong way again. I need to turn back. Repent. Repent. Don't be so prideful or even feeling shame that you don't stop and say, God, forgive me for trying to go back to that place of brokenness when he has put you back together, when he sealed you in his blood. Repent. Okay, I want to leave you with this. Jude. Jude 20. I'm going to take you to Jude 20. Hallelujah. Jude one twenty. There's only one chapter of Jude, so <laughs> it's not hard to find. <laughs> but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. He is able to keep you from stumbling. So you don't stay in that place of feeling like I could go back or I could mess up. No, he keeps you. He keeps you from stumbling. But you have to be obedient to his word, and you must be quick to repent. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that your hand is on us. Mm -hmm. Mm. And you have released angels to encamp around us. As Psalm 91 reminds us that they have charge over us. Hallelujah. To keep us. To protect us. But most of all, to ensure that we stay whole. Lord, if there be any fragments in our lives that are still broken, Lord, I pray right now that you would seal them up by the blood because you're able to keep us from stumbling. You're able to keep us. Lord, I thank you right now that your very word is molding us. Your very word is shaping us and healing us and making us new. And to you, God, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Amen and amen.